Decision Podcasts by the New York Prosecutors Training Institute are made possible by VoicePods. Convert your text to voice at voicepods.com. Read this decision at NIPT Law. www.nypti.org slash law. In the matter of Pedro Indara Caicedo v. New York State Department of Motor Vehicles, decided February 15, 2022. The primary question presented by this appeal is whether the two-hour rule in Vehicle and Traffic Law Section 1194-2-A-1, authorizing a chemical test to be taken from a motorist based upon deemed consent, is applicable to a Department of Motor Vehicles DMV, license revocation hearing held pursuant to Vehicle and Traffic Law Section 1194-2-C after a motorist's refusal to submit to a chemical test. Because the plain text of Vehicle and Traffic Law Section 1194-2-C, specifically limits the subject matter of the revocation hearing to four enumerated issues and the evidentiary two-hour limit for a deemed consent scenario is not one of those issues, we hold that the two-hour rule is not applicable to a DMV revocation hearing. In 2016, Petitioner was arrested for driving while intoxicated in violation of Vehicle and Traffic Law Section 1192. Approximately three hours after his lawful arrest, Petitioner was duly warned of the revocation consequences of a refusal to submit to a chemical test and refused the test. An administrative license revocation hearing was held. By statute, the issues at a DMV license revocation hearing shall be limited to the following. 1 whether the police had reasonable grounds to believe the motorist was driving in violation of Vehicle and Traffic Law Section 1192, 2. Whether the arrest was lawful, 3. Whether the motorist was sufficiently warned, prior to the refusal, in clear and unequivocal language, that a refusal to submit to the chemical test referenced in Vehicle and Traffic Law Section 1194, 2, a. 1 would result in the immediate suspension and subsequent revocation of his or her driver's license, independent of whether the motorist is found guilty of the charge for which he or she was arrested, and, 4, whether the motorist refused to submit to such chemical test or any portion thereof, Vehicle and Traffic Law Section 1194-2, c. The Administrative Law Judge, upon proof establishing the four statutorily required issues, revoked petitioner's driver's license based on his refusal to submit to the chemical test and the determination was affirmed on appeal by the DMV Appeals Board. Petitioner commenced this CPLR Article 78 proceeding seeking to annul the DMV's determination. Supreme Court denied the petition and dismissed the proceeding. The appellate division affirmed, holding that a motorist's refusal to submit to the chemical test can be used against the motorist in an administrative license revocation hearing even if the refusal occurred more than two hours after the arrest. This court granted petitioner's motion for leave to appeal and we now affirm. Vehicle and Traffic Law Section 1194 sets forth the procedures for the arrest and testing of intoxicated drivers. Vehicle and Traffic Law Section 1194-2-A currently provides that a motorist operating a vehicle in New York shall be deemed to have given consent to a chemical test given by or at the direction of a police officer, for the purpose of determining the alcohol content of the motorist's blood. The statute places additional limitations on the deemed consent provision, 
requiring both that the officer must have reasonable grounds to believe the motorist was operating the vehicle in violation of Vehicle and Traffic Law Section 1192 and that the test must be administered within two hours after such person has been placed under arrest for any such violation the two-hour rule, Vehicle and Traffic Law Section 1194, 2, a, 1. The statute makes clear that, if a motorist refuses to submit to the test, the penalty is mandatory license revocation, the procedure for which is set forth in Vehicle and Traffic Law Section 1194, 2, c. Petitioner argues that the two-hour rule should be imported into the administrative hearing requirements of Section 1194, 2, c. That, before a motorist's license may be revoked, an administrative law judge must find that the motorist's refusal to submit to the chemical test occurred within two hours of arrest. The language of Vehicle and Traffic Law Section 1194, 2, c, however, setting forth the four limited issues to be considered at the administrative revocation hearing, is clear and unambiguous and contains no requirement that, to warrant license revocation, there must be a finding that a motorist's refusal to submit to a chemical test occurred within two hours of the arrest. The statutory framework addressing compulsory chemical tests for intoxicated drivers has been carefully crafted over decades by the legislature, with a balance in favor of facilitating the taking of the tests and removing drunk drivers from the road. Based on the evolution of the provisions at issue here, the two-hour evidentiary rule in subsection 2, a, 1, the deemed consent provision of section 1194, 2, a, and the administrative hearing revocation provision of section 1194, 2, c, any conclusion that a motorist, upon being arrested for violating vehicle and traffic law section 1192, may refuse a chemical test without consequence, is defeated by the statutory text and the undeniable persistent efforts of the legislature to deter motorists from refusing chemical tests in drunk driving cases. Indeed, the mandatory administrative revocation hearing for a motorist's refusal to submit to a chemical test evolved independently and subsequently to the two-hour evidentiary rule relating to the admissibility of blood alcohol content, BAC, for criminal prosecutions of driving while intoxicated, DWI committed in violation of Vehicle and Traffic Law Section 1192. The different paths of the statutory provisions at issue illustrate the different purposes those provisions serve. The two-hour rule dates back to 1941, when trial courts were first authorized to admit BAC evidence taken within two hours of the time of the arrest of an intoxicated driver upon the trial of any action or proceeding arising therefrom. As part of the statute defining the crime of driving while intoxicated, the provision was intended to eliminate guesswork as to the intoxicated condition of the driver, resulting in a higher percentage of convictions and exonerations of unintoxicated drivers. See Report of the Committee to Study Problems of Motor Vehicle Accidents, American Medical Association, May 1939. In the absence of a statutory provision authorizing the procedure for the police to obtain a chemical test, in 1953, the legislature enacted a separate provision, Vehicle and Traffic Law Section 71A, the precursor to the current deemed consent provision, under which a motorist was deemed to consent to a chemical test administered at the direction of a police officer having reasonable grounds to suspect such person of driving in an intoxicated condition. 
In the event a motorist refused to submit to such chemical test, the provision required that the commissioner shall revoke his license. At that time, evidence of a refusal to take the test, as opposed to the results of the test itself, was not admissible, and there was no two-hour limitation in the deemed consent provision. Due process concerns with respect to the chemical test procedure and the revocation provision, see matter of Schutt v. McDuff, led to the statute's amendment the following year to require an administrative hearing prior to license revocation. A requirement that the motorist had to be under arrest was also added, as was the authority to temporarily suspend the motorist's license without notice on the basis of a sworn police report, pending the determination of the hearing. The vehicle and traffic law was recodified in 1959, Section 75, containing the two-hour evidentiary rule and the substantive crime of DWA became Section 1192, and Section 71A, containing the deemed consent and mandatory revocation for refusal provisions, became Section 1194. The prerequisite refusal warnings were added to Section 1194. 1. In 1968. The refusal warnings were intended to encourage more motorists to consent to the test and were applicable in the completely separate administrative proceeding context. In 1970, the legislature again recodified the intoxicated driving laws, removing the two-hour evidentiary rule from the offense of DWI, Vehicle and Traffic Law Section 1192, and adding it to the deemed consent provision. Vehicle and Traffic Law Section 1194, 1, in a long, and enumerated paragraph that also included the mandatory revocation language. The following year, the mandatory revocation procedures were removed from Subdivision 1 and placed in separate subdivisions, Vehicle and Traffic Law Section 1194, 2, 3, 4. The admissibility of chemical test refusal evidence, in Vehicle and Traffic Law Section 1194, 2, was authorized in 1973. In 1980, there was a restructuring of the revocation provisions in Section 1194. The 1980 legislation provided for an immediate suspension of a motorist's license upon refusal of a chemical test by the court in the pending criminal action and established the current procedure for the subsequent administrative hearing, including that the scope of TE hearings shall be limited to four criteria that must be proved at the revocation hearing. The purpose of the 1980 amendments, including the limitation on the scope of the administrative hearing, was to provide the mechanism for taking quick action and facilitate quicker resolution of DWI charges. The legislature also clarified that the administrative license revocation applies upon refusal, independent of whether the motorist is ultimately convicted of the intoxicated driving offense for which he or she was arrested. Never, in any of the many changes to vehicle and traffic law section 1194 during the 1980s, was the two-hour rule imported into the license revocation provisions. Given this history, the legislature's failure to assign any significance to the timing of a motorist's refusal to submit to a chemical test in Vehicle and Traffic Law Section 1194-2-C, which specifically identifies the only issues to be addressed at a revocation proceeding, compellingly suggests that the omission was purposeful, see People v. Finnegan. To be sure, 
the evolution of the two-hour rule demonstrates that it was a specific limitation concerned with the probative nature of BAC evidence obtained from a chemical test for use in a criminal prosecution for a violation of Vehicle and Traffic Law Section 1192. As we noted in matter of VJV Pasadomo, the two-hour time period is an evidentiary rule that does not grant a defendant substantive rights with regard to the taking or refusal of a chemical test. To that end, the applicability of the probative nature of the two-hour rule has been limited to the confines of deemed consent and has not been applied to the admissibility of the results of chemical tests obtained by Section 1194-3, Court Order, see People v. McGrath, upon a defendant's voluntary consent to take the test more than two hours after arrest. See People v. Atkins, People v. Smith, C.F. People v. Odom, or pursuant to a search warrant, see People v. Casaday. Petitioner's reliance on the statutory interpretation analysis in People v. Odom as support for a motorist's substantive right to refuse a chemical test without consequence is misplaced. Odom addressed the admissibility at trial of the results of a chemical test administered more than two hours after the defendant's arrest and whether the refusal warnings, including the inaccurate warning regarding the use of any refusal at a criminal trial, as given to him rendered his consent to the test involuntary. We emphasize that the 1973 statute authorizing the admissibility of evidence of a test refusal at a criminal trial was in derogation of common law and concluded as a result that the statutory provision authorizing such admission, Vehicle and Traffic Law Section 1194-2-F had to be strictly construed to include the two-hour rule. In stark contrast, the limitation on the scope of the revocation hearing in Section 1194-2-C, is not in derogation of the common law and is a subsequently enacted provision that specifically governs the issues that may be considered at an administrative hearing, see Matter of Pearl Binder Holdings, LLC v. Srinivasan, citing McKinney's Cons Laws of NY, Book 1, Statutes Section 238, under principles of statutory construction, whenever there is a general and a specific provision in the same statute, the general applies only where the particular enactment is inapplicable. The legislative decision in 1941 to create a two-hour evidentiary rule was rooted in the existing science surrounding how fast alcohol metabolized in the bloodstream and the probative value of that evidence after two hours had passed. The administrative penalty of a license revocation does not implicate these evidentiary concerns. For the same reasons, Odom's interpretation of the meaning of the phrase such chemical test from vehicle and traffic law section 1194-2-F, and its relation to the deemed consent provision in section 1194-2-A, is not controlling. As noted above, the evolution of the language of the provisions at issue here demonstrates that, unlike the use of the phrase in section 1194-2-F, the phrase such chemical test found in vehicle and traffic law section 1194-2-C, was the original language used when the license revocation rule was first formulated in 1953 long predating the inclusion of the two-hour evidentiary rule in the deemed consent provision of Vehicle and Traffic Law Section 1194 in 1970. Moreover, to the extent there is any ambiguity created by the such chemical test language, 
The clear legislative intent to use the mandatory revocation penalty to induce motorists to peacefully submit to a chemical test to determine BAC counsels against petitioner's position. As this court recognized over 50 years ago, the statutory scheme was designed to enable the authorities to deal promptly and effectively with the scourge of drunken drivers by immediate revocation of their licenses either upon chemical proof of intoxication or upon refusal to take the blood test, people v. Kraft. The legislature has continually strengthened drunk driving laws over the years with a very specific design to obtain chemical tests from motorists arrested for violating Section 1192 in order to ease the difficulty of proving the BAC of an intoxicated driver. See Interim Rep of NY St. Joint Leggies Com on Motor Vay Problems, 1953 NY Leggies Stock No. at 12-13. The legislative history reflects a consistent intention to strengthen our laws, and help prevent senseless and tragic deaths caused by drivers under the influence of alcohol and drugs. Our statutory scheme, which provides the motorist, who upon arrest is deemed to consent to a chemical test, with procedural protections for an informed refusal on the penalty of a license revocation, does not bestow the substantive right to refuse the test outside the two-hour limit. Rather, it protects the public from the grisly toll drunk drivers take on the roads, see Birchfield v. North Dakota, and it is absolutely counter to these efforts to suggest that Section 1194, 2, c, grants a refusal right that is not in the text of the statute. Finally, the argument that DMV's prior long-standing policy interpreting the two-hour rule as applicable to licensed revocation hearings should be controlling is without merit. For the reasons stated above, DMV's determination based on its interpretation of the statutes at issue was not irrational or affected by an error of law, see Matter of Brookford, LLC v. New York State Division of House and Community Renewal, CPLR 7803-3. Accordingly, the order of the appellate division should be affirmed, with costs. Order affirmed, with costs. Opinion by Chief Judge DeFiore. Judges Garcia, Wilson, Singas and Canataro concur. Judge Rivera dissents in an opinion. Judge Troutman took no part. Decided February 15, 2022. Decision podcasts by the New York Prosecutors Training Institute are made possible by Voice Pods. Convert your text to voice at voicepods.com. Read this decision at NIPT Law www.nypti.org slash law